Money complicates everything. Honestly, if you think about it, like like Biggie was right when he said, mo' money, mo' problems. And yeah, you never thought we'd start a Mama's Boy episode with mo' money, mo' problems, right? But that's exactly what we're doing today. Because I think that when you hear this situation, you're going to realize that she just made a big old $25,000 mistake. Today with Ask My Mom, welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Yeah, it's Thursday, the last day of August, man. This is it. It's the 31st. We're happy to have you here. This is our daily podcast that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud, we laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Okay, I need the answer to not be that he died. And I can't be 100% sure that is the answer, but I'm hoping that if I tell you this story, the conclusion that you'll come to is not he must have died because I'll feel like, damn it, like I was too late doing this. Oh. I'm feeling kind of guilty. I um, And this story may sound familiar if you listen to me in San Diego. When I bought my house, uh, I bought it from a couple that had passed away in the home. They were 97 and 99 years old. And um, <laughs> their, the house had gone into a trust and their kids uh, owned uh, or had had the trust and were planning on selling the home. Well, through the planning or through the, the selling process, I found out that one of the sons actually had um, had cancer. And I, I don't even know how that came up. I think that was just maybe the realtors were talking and somehow come up. They were just trying to like, he had stage four cancer and that they were just trying to like kind of get rid of the house kind of fast. And so I ended up getting a decent. I mean, now it didn't, the house is probably worth $10 million nowadays, but mm-hmm. got a fairly good deal. Um, when I bought it, what, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, so I, uh, when I was renovating the house, they, you know, I, I don't know how the process worked, but you know, they obviously came through and got all their parents stuff out of there, but didn't do like a deep, deep removal of everything. So as I was going through and renovating the house, I was finding a bunch of stuff that was, had been left behind. I had found some old foot from some family photos. Uh, I had found a card that they had, uh, the, the parent, well, I think the husband had written to the wife for an anniversary. Um, I found some magnets and just some, you know, some family keepsake kind of stuff. Another thing that I found too, is I found three, uh, God, what were they? I don't know if they were silver coins or there's some type of precious metal, but they were like of Bible things. I don't remember. It's really weird. And mm. I looked them up and they were worth like a hundred bucks a piece or something. And I was like, okay, am I really just like, you should just keep them. But I'd never felt right keeping the coins because I was mm. like, I don't know. They're just, they're not mine. You know, like, right. I, I don't know that it would mean anything. And I remember the coins we had found, we had actually had ripped out because this house was old, right? The house was 1935, 1925, something like that. And we had ripped out the, like one of those built in cabinets that was built into the wall. And behind there was like some of these like coins and little envelopes. And I'm like, I don't know if they put there for like safekeeping or whatever, but I feel weird holding on to these coins. So I'm going to take all of this stuff and I had it in like a, a pack and luckily, and this is what made this thing situation even feel even more guilty is that when we bought the house, we got a letter from one of the, uh, one of the, I think the oldest son who had said, Hey, by the way, the, the tree in the front, uh, needs trimming uh, once a year. Here's the, the person that my parents used for so many years, by the way, here's a check for $500 to help with the first trimming. And I'm like, damn, this dude literally, like, he had no 
Mm-mm, that's so nice. <laughs> like no reason to do that, right? And by the way, it only cost me $250 to trim the tree. So mm-hmm. by using that same company. So like I'm like, I felt this this sense of like, this, these are good people. So I should take all this stuff that I found and send it to them. Well, that was 2017, right? Mm-hmm. And then we were renovating the house. I'm like, I'm going to get to it. And I like, you know, I stored it away for a while and then I forgot about it. And then I lost my job. And then as I'm moving, I find it again. I'm like, I should send this. And it happens to be, they haven't the, um, the only way I had contact with this family is that I had it in, um, uh, Washington DC. And I actually, and hang on, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me go back a step here. So I remember that I told my, my realtor at the time, I was like, hey, listen, I found all this stuff. I want to be able to get it to him because I'm like, if my parents had passed away, I think it'd be kind of nice to have this stuff. And she's like, yeah, totally agree. You don't have to do that, but like totally agree. And that's nice. You know, you, sh- you could, should keep those coins, but if you want to give them back to them, I like guess I totally understand. And so she was trying to reach out to their realtor to get the information of where to send them. Well, the realtor wasn't like, wasn't getting confirmation or getting back to her. So eventually just the ball got dropped. But I still had this letter that this guy had sent me with a $500 check to trim the tree, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I had held on to it because it, it had a P.O. box on it, held on to it. And the P.O. box was in Washington, D.C., which happens to be right down the street from me. Mm-hmm. So as I'm, you know, I'm moving and I'm, I'm, you know, I lost my job. And I'm busy, I, I just keep forgetting to send it. I keep forgetting to send it. keep forgetting to send it. Well, I get here and when my mom was here the last time, we had found this. We were cleaning out a bunch of stuff and we had found this um, – uh, what do you, what, what do you call, zip, big old like, gallon size mm-hmm. Ziploc bags I'd stored all of this stuff in, right? I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot that mm-hmm. I needed to send this to this family and I should totally do it now. And now, especially it's right down the street, I could drive it over this P.O. box almost, right? <laughs> um, so I was like, okay. And it was took me another, another couple of weeks, but I had it sitting on my desk and I finally was like, okay, I'm going to send this to this family. So I type in the P.O. box and I... Um, uh, package everything up and I send this package about a week and a half ago. Well, today I go down and check my mail and the, uh, the, the package has come back and on there it says PO mm-hmm. box closed on it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn. So I'm mm-hmm. having this weird sense of guilt because I know that the guy had cancer mm-hmm. and I'm like, did I just wait too long? Like P.O. Okay. box closing can mean one thing. Like, for example, we used to have a P.O. box for Certified Mama's Boy. Uh, we don't need more because we just don't. It was it was kind of a pointless $30 a month or whatever it was um, when I wasn't doing a lot of actual transactions anymore. I was like, yeah, we can save that money. Maybe, maybe he didn't pass away, right? But there mm-hmm. is like this sense of me that like feels guilty of like, God, I've had that since 2017, you Aww. know, like so many years, like it was six years that I had to like send this to this guy. And like, I wonder, and keep in mind, like if, if I have no idea how old they were, mm-hmm. but if they were, they're adult kids, you know, and they're, this, mm-hmm. this family's a hundred years old. They could have easily have been 70 years old, mm-hmm. 60, 70 years old, you they know? Could. Yeah. And I just had this weird sense of guilt today of like, damn, like, I, I feel like I should have mm-hmm. done a better job of like getting that stuff to him. Cause now I've got this, this stuff. And like, I feel even like guilty. I feel kind of guilty selling those coins. I feel oh, kind of yeah. guilty, like throwing out the, um, throwing out like the card and stuff like that, that makes me feel kind of guilty too, but I don't really know what else to do with the stuff, you know? Is there a way to search his name to see if you can find it? You know what? I don't even have a name. So I just had to put it to their, their last name. Cause the only thing that was on that, that letter was 
their last name. So that's all oh. I, it's all I kept was the envelope that had the name on it. So all it said oh. was their last name, which is Richardson. Oh, and well, I don't know anything else about, name. you know, I also know that they, I think there were three kids. So obviously there were like other kids around, you know, or mm-hmm. at least were at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't, I, but I don't, wouldn't know how to get it to them. So like, what do, oh, no. like, what, what do I do with the situation? You know, like, would you, mm-hmm. would you just throw it out? Would you like, cause okay. I mean, I don't think I really have much of it, much of an option, right? Other than to like just throw out the pictures and the and the and the card. I mean, the coins I might just sell. I mean, like I'm not I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw the coins out. Maybe I'll sell the coins and then like donate to a good cause or something, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't feel I don't feel good. Like, there's just something about me that feels really icky about the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you yeah. what would you do in that situation when you've got some family stuff that like would mean oh. something to somebody, but you don't really know what to do about it, you know? I mean, even because it's been so long, it'd be hard to even contact the realtor now. I know. And the realtor, I I I think the realtor eventually, I think the realtor eventually even said that like they can't even get in touch or that they weren't like getting back to him because it'd been a couple of years at that point. And obviously they they just use a local realtor. I don't think that, obviously the family didn't live in, I mean, let's let's head to Washington, D.C. P.O. box and they lived in San Diego, which wouldn't make any sense. So I'm assuming they lived in D.C., you know? Yeah. And I, t- I guarantee if I type in Richardson, D.C., um, oh. I'll get one of, you know, 800,000 families that I can go yeah, obviously so drop this off very, at their house. It's a very common name. So what would you do, Mom? The holiest of the holy humans. There's oh. Jesus and then there's my mom. <laughs> so like <laughs> second in line. I think that what you're saying is is the only thing you can do. <sighs> I, you like know, throw their I stuff out? No, I mean – I don't know. I mean, there's no way to, I don't know of a way to reach them. Like I'd be bummed if you guys passed away and maybe Brian was like the, the, um, let's say you put, you put your house in a trust and Brian was the <laughs> executor or whatever. Cause y'all know you ain't gonna leave me as part of the executive. Like, I already know. Yeah. I'm gonna put me in charge of that. And that's okay. By the way, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> um, but I, if all of a sudden like Brian passed away but there was somebody that had a bunch of your stuff, pictures and cards and everything else. Like I'd be bummed to know that like I didn't get a chance to get that, you know. And this may be pretty sensitive, like if you lost a parent before. I can only imagine like if I'd lost a parent, how but much more. Know, but you wouldn't know that. I mean, they don't know that you have that. No, I know. So they're not. But if I, this, but so not if I knew it, <laughs> the problem is like yeah. I know that I have it, you know. <laughs> I know, exactly, but they don't. That's so, the bad I mean, part. They're not feeling any grief around it because they don't even know it exists. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, know. I think you just have to say, God, you know, forgive me for not doing it sooner. But, yeah. you know, and maybe if you had done it sooner, who knows? I mean, they could have left that P.O. box two months after, you know. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Then maybe they also had a podcast or something. And then maybe they were like, we also don't really need a P.O. box. And they just closed it and that he beat his stage four cancer and is living his best life right now. Like that's because closed P.O. box doesn't really mean much of anything to me. That doesn't really give me, doesn't mean he necessarily passed away. Right. But it also definitely doesn't not mean that he did not pass away. So So, when you close your P.O. box, you can leave a forwarding address, right? I don't know, Mom, but you're not making the situation any better. I know, but obviously they didn't do that. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. they didn't forward it anywhere, so no, they sent it, just it, came they back, sent it to back, me. back to you. So, no, I think you're right. I think you're oh. right. Sell the coins and donate it to that same organization that you're going to give the Titanic to. Yeah, I don't know. What would you do, honestly, in that situation? Like, what would you you do? Like, is it it because my realtor at the end of the day, she's like, listen, whatever. For example, like that, she was trying to equate it to it'd be like giving them back the carpet that you ripped out of the. You know, whatever you buy and is in the house, like, is yours. Like, yeah. they left it there. It's officially yours. Yeah. It's, it's like, you're, you're not going to, like, call them and say, hey, by the way, you left your stove. Do you want it back? Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, they left it in the house. Mm-hmm. Everything in the house is yours. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it technically the mine? Like, would anybody have any guilt mm-hmm. about just keeping that money from those coins? I really debated this before, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought the coins were actually worth, like, thousands of dollars. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I could, like, pay for my renovations with this stuff. But they're actually not worth that much. <laughs> but... I don't know. What do you think? 888-Kramer-8, the whole thing. Like, do you, would you sell the coin to keep the money? Because you're just like, it's my property. I bought the house, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you the kind of person that was like, hey, I would I would not throw that stuff out. I keep searching for this family to see if you can find it. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can like, ah, see, because our station reaches into DC. Maybe I should go on the radio and talk about it and see if mm. anybody can actually... Mm. I don't know. The story's so old now, though. If I had like, just found it, that'd be one thing. But it's like mm-hmm. so old now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this when I was prepping the radio show. That I thought we can all actually nod our heads to this morning. Uh, the list is is ten things people hate when they're kids, but they love when they're adults. Oh. And as I was going through this, I'm like, damn, why does that change? Like, why does that mm-hmm. change as we get older? And we'll go through some of these and we'll talk about really quick. Like, do we really feel a sense of happiness when it comes to these things? But you hated it when you were a kid. Number one was water. <laughs> hated water. Remember, you know what I'm talking about? Like hated water. You uh-huh. were a kid. Like there was nothing worse uh-uh. that you could drink when you were a kid than water. If it didn't have some type of sugary substance in it, like you uh-uh. didn't want it. Like I don't want right. it. I want nothing to do with it. And I don't mm-hmm. even know why that changes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like why does that change? Like I don't know. Like well, I hate oh. drinking sugary shit now. But like I back in the day, mm-hmm. loved it. Water. One ugh. thing is, you learn how good it is for you. <laughs> well, that might be it. <laughs> or we just all sit at like a constant level of dehydration and like we just we have to drink it because we drink so much coffee and alcohol. It's like, uh-huh. you know. Speaking of that, remember how good water was out of a water hose? No, it was disgusting. Remember that? Oh, no. I used terrible. to love I think that as a kid. I think that's why your whole generation has cancer. Speaking of cancer it's not, again. It's not healthy. It's certainly yeah. not a healthy thing. But oh, my God. That was so much fun to drink water out of. But it wasn't I, okay. good tasting, right? Like it wasn't. That was no, not I a good taste. It. Like it was. It. It you was know, we'd like be playing outside in the yard, and we'd be so hot and thirsty, and I, we'd just turn on that water hose and squirt each other, and I drink always laugh. That nasty water. I laugh at like when you hear these stories of like these, um, you know, these like undercover shows going into restaurants, and like, oh <laughs> yes. my god, and like you hear about like. Oh, they didn't clean out their the hose for their soda machine for like six months. I'm like, y'all, every single last one of y'all were drinking out that damn hose out front. Mm-hmm. Not you know how much mm-hmm. mold and shit was in that thing. Mm-hmm. Think about it, honestly. That water yeah. just sat in there. It baked in that plastic ass tube. <laughs> that thing, I guarantee you, if you knew what was inside oh, that water hose, God. you would oh, know exactly yeah. why we all have all the conditions that we have today. I guarantee I you, if they were oh, someone well. were to do a research study, they'd realize that literally all of our world's problems, like COVID, <laughs> I'm pretty sure started in a water started hose with somebody. Somebody's backyard, you know. Maybe uh, being at home and having nothing to do. Hated that oh, as a kid. I mean, how bored gosh. you would be. Yes. 
Now, and please. Always, and then I used to always say, I'm, I'm not a social director. Go outside. Yeah. Find no, something like, to do. I literally, I think there's nothing would make me happier mm. than to have a weekend with nothing to do. Oh, right. my God. Like, that's, please, please give me that. Why as a kid do we not appreciate that? Like, why couldn't we appreciate <laughs> that? I think it's because we just thought that for every day that we were going to be able to, like, play for the rest of our lives, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, we've, and like, it's remember, exciting. You're, you're, you're excited to do stuff. You know? Well, remember like when you were a kid, I remember this when I was in college. I'm like, I can't wait to graduate college because like, instead of having like six classes I got to worry about, I just have to have one job uh-huh. and that sounds so much easier. Uh-huh. And like, then you get into like your real job and you're like, holy shit, like this is exhausting. I am mentally drained right now from doing this one job all day. Uh-huh. I wish I could go back to having six different classes to spend, you know, uh-huh. 20 hours a weekend or whatever it was, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. uh, getting, um, socks as a gift or like practical items, like any kind of like practical uh-huh. item. Remember like back in the day, used to hate that as a kid. Like if somebody gave uh-huh. you clothes, you were like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. Get the You're hell like, out of here. What is this? I don't want this. Why would you do Where's this? Where's my you, game? Where's my me, video game? You know how gifts there are in the world? Literally, there's so many gifts in this world. <laughs> And like, y'all want to give me this t-shirt? Like for real? Oh my God, I get so disappointed when I got clothes for Christmas. I'd be so disappointed. Like what in the world? I hate that. Taking baths is number four. Hated it. Nope, hate it. Do not want to take a bath. Just want to stay. And it's funny too how like, now that y'all are parents, it's funny because y'all like, you bathe your kids like once every like four days, like which just sounds what? absolutely disgusting. Some of my parent friends like bathe their kids like once every three or four days. What is that mm. not a thing? No, Mm-mm, not in my house. It wasn't. I, did you bathe this every day? I feel like people yes. don't, don't bathe their kids every day. Is that is that not? Am I getting that wrong? Uh, yes. I, Tell well, my mom that know. she's a, she's I a mother of the of the me. of the eighties. I don't think parental <laughs> units nowadays bathe their kids well, every I single was day. A mother of the eighties. Yeah, true. I think y'all are. I think y'all are overbathing us. Nineties. I think oh, that's I'm why sure we, we did. Yeah. Um, we washed all your germs away, and that's why you're not healthy now. That's probably what it was. Truly, uh-huh. for real. Uh, Eating leftovers, number five. Oh, my God. Eating veg- mm-hmm. vegetables, eating leftovers, Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts. Remember, if somebody tried to give you mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts back in the day, mm-hmm. how about like an artichoke? You'd be like, ugh. No. Well, Like, y'all, you know. there's nobody that hated vegetables more than Stephen Yancey. This guy, <laughs> there's nobody true. in the world uh-uh. that hated vegetables more than this guy right here. Mm-hmm. I could not. I would get so upset if I didn't have mm-hmm. like a starchy pasta and some type of meat for a meal, mm-hmm. like it was, it was a bad day. It was like an awful right. day for me. Hated it. Right. So upset, right? Like, mm-hmm. what about like, literally like, like mushrooms? Oh, somebody put a mushroom in front of you, which I still, by the way, hate mushrooms, but some of y'all <laughs> like, oh, mushrooms. Oh, nowadays I'll love that. You'll, you'll slurp those things down. Uh, going to bed early is number six mm-hmm. on this list. Um, yeah. Remember that taking naps? How about taking naps? Mm. Why is so that? Why really. did we fight that so bad? When we, what I wonder why do why do kids hate taking naps? Honestly, because there's so much, there's so many fun things to do, and their minds going a hundred miles an hour of things they want to do. I guess, but like, yeah. damn, like they're like they're that was like the best. That's like the best and thing ever. The as energy. an adult, they have the energy. That's to true do too. It. I guess why I'm not talking about why <laughs> they don't get tired. Why do kids they just hate don't get tired? Taking I um, <laughs> just don't. Mm-mm. Google's kind of cool too because uh, they now have AI in Google, so it can like sh- okay, I can literally just type in and, and it will mm. like 
it'll like source from all kind of information and like give me an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a, a reason of a uh, list of reasons why kids hate taking naps according to multiple sources. Uh, they want to keep playing. They want to be in control. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. interested in what's going on around them. They're mm-hmm. afraid they will miss out on something if they nap. Oh yeah. FOMO. They don't realize they're getting tired and they don't mm-hmm. want to stop being stimulated by their surroundings. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. nothing more I want than to stop mm-hmm. being stimulated by my surroundings. I love <laughs> Not being stimulated by my surroundings. Uh, we'll go through these last ones really quick. Grocery shopping. Um, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as a kid, remember that? You'd be like, oh my God, like I freaking hate I this one. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the store. And then you get in there and you want all the junk food. And yeah. Uh, fam- the counter. Family dinners is on the list. Is number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, now you might look forward to like, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine is thinking that you are younger than you, people thinking you're younger than you actually are. You know what I mean? Like when you were a kid. Yeah, when you're a kid, you hate that. And you were nine, somebody called you seven, you were like, you Uh son of a gun. Uh, (laughs) But now, if you're 40 and somebody calls you 36, I'm like, thank you Uh so much. Uh That is so nice. Uh, number 10 though is, is yard work. I don't know if anyone like, like, like liked yard work then. I don't think, you know, I think it's like quote unquote, like a dad thing to do is like go out there and actually, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Cut the, the grass, but I don't. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody. I don't think anyone actually still likes. Does anybody like? If you like doing yard work, call us and be like, "It's my favorite thing to do." I don't know that anyone actually <laughs> likes to do yard work. I don't know, mom. You like to get out there and plant. People. Yeah, I, like I was gonna say you. That, that's true. You do like to get out there and. I do. I like plant to the do garden. The yeah. Yeah. All right. Quote for today. Okay, it's from Young Pueblo. When chaos is all around you, the wisest choice is to create peace within you. Your peace shines outward and supports the creation of a new harmony. That is so true. If you can discipline yourself and learn to, well, it's all from meditation, really, and mindfulness, to find that peace within yourself, there is nothing better than being in a chaotic, crazy situation and have a calm person enter the room to be with you. I know someone just said that to me about my about my friend Greta who died and her son said, you know, it was so lovely just to hear your calm voice. You know? So I didn't um, take it like that. I take it as like I, I don't and I don't know if what you just said actually is like a really super beneficial because, you know, that's still going to rely on somebody else to be like a peaceful thing for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't, I, I think that like what I took from that is like creating your own peace. Correct. With the chaos yourself, around you. Yeah. So that everyone else around you senses your peace and mm. in, the, in a moment of chaos can, mm. you know, can feel that same peace that you are. I think I heard the quote wrong. I don't know. I'm tired today. It must be mm. Thursday. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, all right, certified fans, thank you so much for your continued support of Certified Mama's Boy. Really appreciate that, man. We are uh, we're getting close to 800 full episodes of this show, close to a thousand shows can to- uh, total, <gasps> and it's not possible without you. <laughs> so thank you for. Uh, I know it's a lot. We've had a lot of words, <laughs> a lot of words over the last uh, last three uh-huh. years. Uh, but thank you for that. And it's, uh, really, uh, we're we're different than a lot of podcasts because we are um, very very minorly ad supported and very majorly fan supported. So we just mm-hmm. appreciate anybody that can take that time and those $6 a month, I think I said 16 cents a day or whatever it is. And we just, we like to crowdsource this show. Think of it that way. Like this is, there's no big burden on any one particular person We're to create this podcast. Invested. Yeah. So yeah, thank you though, for nice. those that, that take that opportunity to, um, to be a part of, uh, of the backbone of the show. Uh, if you today is today, today's the 31st. So, um, if you are a, uh, if you want to be that last person in August to become a certified fan, $6 a month, all that goes to the production of the show, text the word fans, F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight fans, text fans to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight. Uh, you can go to the show notes, of this podcast and you can, um, Click on certified fans. If you go to certifiedmamasboy.com and click on become a certified fan, you can join that way. A couple of different ways to top in here. It takes two seconds, especially from your iPhone. You can join with Apple Pay and like, boom, it's done. It's like click, click, boom, you're done. Um, yeah, so thank you for that. When you join, one of the perks that you'll see is you, you get a shout out on our show. And uh, when we don't have anybody new today, what we do is we spin our wheel of certified fans. And that's uh, that becomes our certified fan. So, um, oh, wait, go back. Uh, the, our certified fan of the day is going to be 118. And so we would like to thank and dedicate today's show to that person left. So we're going to give it to 119. Anna B. <laughs> Anna B. What's up, Anna? Oh. Love Anna, man. Anna, you, oh, you've been here for yeah. a long time, girl. You've been here she since day has. one, I think. Uh, since the uh, 15th of June, actually. So about a week after we started Certified mm-hmm. Fans, Anna hopped in here. She's been supporting us ever since. And mm-hmm. Anna's fun to talk to on the fan page. She's fun to talk to yes. on the um, Instagram. And like, that's, that's a long time, Anna. That's a lot of support yes. you've given us. She's a valuable fan. I don't want I you to think really it goes unnoticed or underappreciated. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This show mm-hmm. is dedicated to you today. Let's give Anna B a whoop whoop, mom. Okay. Is Anna from California? Is she that right? is. Okay. San Diego, right. California. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Whoop whoop to the, that's kind of crazy. Let me start that out. <laughs> whoop whoop <laughs> to the wonderful Anna B in California. We love you so much. Thank you. You're running out of steam over there. What was that? What was that first? I'm like, You've done uh, 800 whoop whoops. It just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sounded more like a car backing up or something. (laughs) She deserved Uh, better than that. Okay. uh, Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Seriously, I really, really appreciate that. Some of you guys have hopped on the very beginning and are still here. That's uh, that's awesome. And don't forget, too, that like coming uh, next week that we're going to start talking about what Certified Mama's Boy 2.0 looks like. And then... um, uh, probably in October is when we'll actually launch Mama's Boy, uh, Certified Mama's Boy 2.0. So 
uh, know that certified fans will have a, a drastic difference between, you know, just regular listening and then uh, certified fan listening. So thank you, Anna, for your continued support. It helped us get to where we are today. And uh, you're amazing. If you want to become a certified fan, can you be the last one of the month for August? Then you can text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. And uh, thank you for your continued support to everybody. Okay, it's time for Ask My Mom. This is our advice segment that we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you ever find yourself going through a dilemma that you need some motherly advice for, we invite you to go to certifiedmamasboy.com. Click on the Contact Us button. Send us your story. You don't have to type in your name if you don't want to. Even if you do, we're not going to read it on the podcast. This is between us and just your situation. My mom will uh, read your story on the pod and then we will, uh, she'll give you some motherly advice. We as your podcast family hop in as well to give you our two cents and hopefully that'll help you kind of sort out where your, uh, where your brain's at with the situation. So mom, what's happening today? Dear Mama Nancy, I landed a job a year ago all thanks to my good friend. She's been in the same position for 10 years and loves working at our job. To thank her, I took her to lunch last week cheerfully discussing how the job had been such a great thing for me. I told her the extra money was great and my life had really improved. She seemed surprised and asked how much I was making. Turns out I am earning $25,000 more than her. Damn. Yes, a whopping 25% more. We were both taken aback. One thing led to another, and she ended up confronting our boss. He's upset with me for discussing salaries and told me he has to give her more money and doesn't have the budget for it. He said that I had two choices. One is to take a pay cut, and he would give her a raise to put us at the same level and keep his budget intact. The other is that I will have to leave because I'm still in a probationary period. He thinks she will leave if he doesn't give her more money, and he doesn't want her to go. I don't think this is my fault. If I don't, she's going to hate me, and I owe this job to her. But my family depends on my current salary. What should I do? Oh, workplace stuff is just so yucky sometimes. It drives me nuts. Yeah, literally. Um, Well, it sounds like she's uh, not being paid fairly, that she's been there a long time and he didn't really keep up with giving her maybe the increase that the job deserved. So I don't feel good about that. Um, But I don't think it's your fault. I mean, you can discuss your salary with anyone you want to. That's (laughs) most people don't. Yeah. Um, but she asked you outright and she's your friend and it sounds like you all are doing the same job. I don't know. There is no good solution here. Either way, it's not good. I just don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know I, what I would do. This is, you know, the money and work is so awkward. Like uh, I made I made a decision back in 2011 to never and I I I like that people can share their salaries to make sure that everybody's getting you know what they deserve yeah but I just feel like it presents so many issues yes it does I don't even I I I I just won't do it because I just won't I you know when when Jess and I well 
So let me go back to 2011. Here we are. We're in, that's uh, me, Holly, Miguel. We're in market um, 240. You know, I'm making $27,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a call from, at that point, CBS radio. And mm-hmm. they're like, um, my, my agent starts negotiating with this contract for our first big deal in Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, and I swear to God, if I could take back anything in my radio career, it would be a couple things, but this would definitely be one of them. Uh, basically, my agent like sat us down. He's like, okay, we have X amount of money and we have to determine how to split this up between the three of you. And nothing has been, I don't, I don't, I don't think we ever got back on track after that conversation mm. because trying to split money three ways mm. and trying to like to, to argue who, you know, like who's who making, the, who had the most responsibility, who's got the most responsibility, who was really in charge, right. It, y'all, it was so, was it? it was so messy. Oh, that's it painful. was so messy. Oof. And I will never, ever, 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 ever. Mm do that again um Mm-mm. because i don't it i don't hardly ever turns out well think about yeah, it yeah that's that's what i'm saying it like i just doesn't when you I just talk about money to i won't talk about it. i just won't talk about i just won't talk about money anymore like i just yeah. won't do it you know so um mm. i but I'm anyway, not saying she shouldn't have. I mean, her friend no, got her the I don't job. Think so either. Sounds it's, like it's, it's the same job. It's tough, right? It's tough um, because, but now so it's hard. like created, I'm sure, a rift between you guys and now it's at work. So basically, yeah. I decided at that point, I'm not going to, like, for example, when Jess and I came to Baltimore, I'm like, here's the deal. I don't want to know how much you make. I don't want to give you any feedback on what they're paying you. Um, you know, we have an agent, so she's able to obviously do that with her. But I'm like, I just want you to obviously make a deal that you guys think is fair. Mm-hmm. And it, like, don't worry about how much I'm making. I don't want to worry mm-hmm. about how much you're making. Like mm-hmm. you just go and make the deal that you feel that you guys with now, obviously you have help uh, that mm-hmm. you guys feel is fair for where you're at in your career. And that should be that. And let's not, right. cause I don't, I, it never, oh, I just swear it never, I swear it never got back on track. And for Holly Miguel and I, after that, it was always like this point of contention because splitting mm-hmm. a money three ways, um, if it's not going to be equal is Mm-mm. really a challenge uh, mm-hmm. to do. So mm-hmm. anyway, so in this situation, what, what does she do? Like what's, mm-hmm. and so the, the two options are what they were. Um, one well, is her, take a pay cut and then give her a raise to put at the same level just to keep the, the budget. Okay. So he, so she could say, okay, here's what's fair. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take 12,000 off my salary and I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's how he wants to do it. Or either take her down twenty five thousand dollars to her friend's level. So there's that, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, that's more the case. And then the, see, the other one is that I have to leave because I'm still in the probation period. Right. And he still thinks that she would. Um, he th- I'm so I'm reading this email. So he thinks mm-hmm. she will leave if he doesn't give her the money, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want her to go. Right. <sighs> She's been there ten years. Honestly, no, I don't. I don't think you do any of that. I don't think you do any of that. I I don't. Oh God, I don't know. I I don't think it's fair after you negotiated a, a salary to have to go back and, and take less, take a cut because somebody else is getting paid less. You know? Yeah. I don't think that that sounds fair. I also don't think it's fair that you should have to leave because it feels like it's weighted 
differently. That also doesn't mm-hmm. feel right to me. Mm-mm. I uh, b- between those two options, though. Mm. I mean, it just depends on obviously, like like what you what you think you can do. I mean, obviously, your your situation is going to be your own unique situation, but um. it'd be hard to walk away from a job, right? If like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many, how easy, I don't know what industry you're in. I don't know if it's easy to get a job, mm-hmm. but I think obviously if you stay, <laughs> it's just going to be hell to pay. I, between those two options, those are the two options. I think I would have to leave mm-hmm. and start a fresh slate. If you can, if mm-hmm. it makes sense to be able to leave, mm-hmm. and I would probably leave. What about, what do you think? Between if, if just could, given, given if, those two options, if the market allows her to get another yeah. job, and, you know, a similar job with similar pay, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but if not, oh, yikes! I just don't know. Neither of those solutions are good. Hop in this conversation eight 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 Kramer eight. Um, you can call us or text us, and we'll talk about it over the certified fans page. But like between all those options, like what's the right one to take? You know. <sighs> All right, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. I love you forever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All righty. You know what today is, by the way? I didn't even talk about this on the show. Well, um, this is, I don't, I don't, is anybody, I, I don't think one person is going to appreciate this. If you appreciate this at the end of the show, tell me that, like, wow, that, that brought value to my life. I don't know if any of you guys even make it to the end of the show, but anyway, we're here. So um, today is one of those days where they debut, like, you know, at the Nintendo shows, like all the new games coming up. And uh, they're doing the, literally a 15 minute presentation at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern time uh, of the new Super Mario game. And I am friggin' jacked up about this, man. I'm so excited about it. I get so excited for these days because, yes, I'm still 12 years old. Thank you for listening. We got my dad on tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.